Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the Active Skin Repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 78. On today's episode, we're looking at being thankful and grateful for our homes, even if it's not your dream home. So if you've ever had that nagging feeling in the back of your head that you wish you could just throw it all out and start over, or you find yourself complaining about things like the layout or how it's set up, or name any of those many other things you don't like, then listen up because I have some tips that will help. Hey there, my wannabe minimalist friend. Welcome back to the show. My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm excited you are joining me today. We're sticking a little bit with that holiday theme today, but we're focusing on Thanksgiving. In fact, this show will post at midnight on Thanksgiving on the West Coast in the U.S., So I thought it only appropriate to talk about giving thanks and being grateful. And I have to tell you that Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. It's all about taking a moment to appreciate the special people in your life and all of the things that we have to be grateful for. There are no gifts to exchange and the whole holiday revolves around good company and food. What could be better for a wannabe minimalist? This year, we will be at my parents' house, and I'm looking forward to my mom's delicious cooking. There will be turkey, cranberries, mashed potatoes, gravy, carrots, stuffing, and homemade chocolate pie and homemade white chocolate cheesecake. Oh my gosh, I will not need to eat for an entire week, but it will be so yummy. And as an added bonus, my mother-in-law will be joining us this year too, so it's going to be a really special time. But with this episode, I want to take a moment to encourage you to find things to be grateful for in your home. We can get so caught up in redecorating our homes, decluttering, organizing, and trying to make them into something different. And I'm not saying that we should stop, especially when it comes to decluttering and organizing. Those things are good for our minds and our pocketbooks. But it's nice every once in a while to pause and find the good because I promise you, 
it is there when we look for it. And quickly, before we jump into how to be thankful for our homes, even when we might not love them, I want to remind you that you can pick up the show notes for today's episode at littlegreenbow.com slash 78. Again, that's littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 78. There you will find a link to any resources I discussed today, as well as access to my simple holiday planner and workbook, which is part of my home systems power pack. Not only will the Simple Holiday Planner help you stay organized and sane this holiday season, there is a 30-day gratitude challenge included that can help you find things to be thankful for this season. I think you'll really like it, so be sure to check it out. Okay, with that out of the way, let's dive in and talk about being grateful in our homes. I want to start with seven questions that you can ask yourself about your home. I find that when I'm struggling to find things to be thankful or grateful for, it helps to come at the problem from the angle of curiosity. That has a way of breaking down my barriers and letting me open up more. So the first question to ask yourself is, what drew you to your home in the first place? It's likely that when you first moved into your home, you loved it. Or maybe you didn't love it, but you were excited at the possibility of what it could be. If things have gotten stale, it's time to close your eyes and think back to what it was like when you first moved in. It might have been last year, it might have been a couple decades ago, but either way, I want you to put yourself back in that time when you first loved your home and try to remember what it was that made you feel that way. Are those feelings still there? Do you still love some of those things? Maybe years of figurative dust has settled and you just need to dust it off to see the potential that you saw back then. The second question to ask yourself is, what do I take for granted in my home? I bet there are some things, even the smallest things that you take for granted. For me, it was the school district. We chose our home mostly because of the school district and it has not disappointed us. That was our biggest priority So it was helpful to remember that when I started getting down on the townhouse house that we used to live in. If the thing you take for granted is more of a feature of the house, then ask yourself if you can highlight that feature in order to enjoy it more. Can you clear out a space or make an area more of a focal point? The third question to ask yourself is, what do I have enough of that I can share? If your home is feeling a bit cluttered, what can you use to de- what can you declutter? I want you to take this spin on decluttering and I want you to consider sharing some of your abundance with others. Want to share this abundance with your neighbors? Well, post on your local buy nothing Facebook group. Want it to be super easy and low key for you? We'll put a bunch of stuff on your curb with a free sign and post it on Craigslist. I promise that it will be gone before you blink. Or if that's not an option, load up your car and drop it off at your local donation center. Just don't overthink it. Get it out of your house and share it with others. The fourth question to ask yourself if you want to increase your gratitude for your home is, what do I love about the location? For instance, is it close to a grocery store? Can your children walk to school? Do you love your neighbors? Is there a park nearby? Did you choose it for the school district like I did? Is it close to your or your partner's work? The point is that the inside of our home is only part of why we might be thankful or what we might be thankful for in our homes. So take a minute and think about your location and brainstorm what it is about the area that makes you thankful for your home. 
The fifth question is, what do I miss when I am not home? What do you look forward to coming back to? Think about a time when you were away from your home and you missed it. What was it that you longed for when you were out of town? Was it the coziness of your own bed? Was it the water pressure in your shower? Maybe it was being able to cook your own meals, you know, or the way the light comes in midday. The saying, there is no place like home, is popular for a reason. The sixth question to ask yourself about your home in order to be more thankful is, what does your home allow you to do? Can you cook meals for your family at home and thus nourish the people who live there? Does it provide you a warm and cozy space to curl up on cold nights? Do you like to entertain and have friends over? Does your home have space for that? Try to find the positive things in your home that your home enables you to do. And also, if there's something that you want to do, but you haven't been able to, then let's take a look at how we can change that as well. For instance, if you want to entertain, but you don't think you have the space to have people over, I bet you, you can rethink the space. Trust me. I used to be the property manager of a high-rise apartment building in downtown Chicago. Our units were small. In fact, they were really small for the, the city at the time. Now, we used functional furniture to show people what they could do in these spaces so that they could live tiny and still entertain. And it really went over well. People loved it. People live in micro apartments in New York. Uh, San Francisco, big cities, London, and they still have people over. So it is possible. So just don't automatically assume that what you want is not possible. I want you to try to think outside the box and make your dreams a reality. This is your home and you deserve to love it. And that leads me to the seventh and final question that I want you to ask so that you can increase the amount of gratitude that you have for your home. And that is to ask, how can you shift your mindset? You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where Earn In comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. Imagine this, your dog suddenly needs a vet or your kid has a little accident and needs a dentist, ASAP. We've been there and waiting for your payday in those situations just doesn't make sense and it adds unnecessary stress. With EarnIn, you can pull up to $100 per day or up to $750 each pay period directly from your earnings without the crazy fees or interest rates. It's super simple. Download the EarnIn app, verify your paycheck, and get access to your earnings as you earn them. You decide what to tip, and whatever you use gets settled on your next payday. More than 3.5 million users are finding relief and a sense of security with EarnIn, calling it a lifeline for financial stability. That peace of mind, it's priceless, and it could be yours. Ready to give it a try? Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Clutter under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's Clutter under Podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. 
And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Several years ago, there was a poem going around on Facebook written by Chelsea Lee from Moments a Day, and it looked at the chores around your home and it shifted it from a complaint to a blessing. I'll find it and I'll put it in the web- on my website so that you can read the entire thing. But essentially, it was looking at the things that we complain about, like cleaning the house, washing the dishes, doing the laundry, and then flipping them around to see the positive side of each chore. For instance, having a house to clean means that you have a home to live in. Having dishes to wash means that you have food to eat. And of course, laundry to do means that you have clothes to wear. Sometimes it can be so easy to just forget about how lucky and blessed we are. I don't enjoy going grocery shopping, but I can tell you that I like it a heck of a lot more than having to grow all of our own food and raising animals to eat. No Thanks. I will gladly take my biweekly trip to Aldi and I will sing praises to my produce delivery every week as I go about my busy day. So take time today or this week when being thankful for the many things in your life is top of mind and see if you can adjust your mindset to the positive. But if you are looking for a little more guidance and not just answering questions, I have one exercise that you can do to help increase your gratitude all year long and it is to create a jar of gratitude. So each day, go ahead and write down at least one thing that you are grateful for. Put one thing on each piece of paper. It's a great exercise to do with your family or your partner, but I do think it lays a great foundation for children as it may open their eyes to all that they have to be thankful for. It can be so easy to complain, and the things that we say are heard by those little ears. So Just keep that in mind as maybe we need to tell them all the things we're grateful for because we generally do speak our complaints more than our gratitudes. All right, so as you write down your statement of gratitude, you can share them each day and then you place them in the jar. And when the jar is full, or you can set a time period, maybe every month, every quarter, half year, annually, whatever works for you, go back through those written notes and then read back your statements of gratitude. It is a wonderful exercise to keep our hearts filled with thanks. And like I said, it's really relevant this time of year. So it's a good habit to get into right now when we're trying to do this kind of stuff. And then I wanted to finish this podcast with seven things that I am grateful for in our home. And I want to see if any of these resonate with you too. The first one is a yard. We spent the pandemic in a townhouse with zero, I say zero private outside space. It was such a challenge. And that's why I am so thankful to have space outside where we can sit, watch the birds, eat dinner like we did last night, or invite friends over and be outside. It's fantastic. Number two is office space. We now have a dedicated office for my husband who works full-time from home, and I still have a side space for me to record my podcasts. Now, being able to close the door on work at the end of the day for him has been amazing, and I absolutely love not having a computer in our bedroom. Number three is a fireplace. Our previous home had a fireplace too, so this one transferred over, but I love, love, love being able to turn on the fireplace and cozy and up the cozy factor in our home by 1,000. It is quick and easy too because it's gas, 
But this one does actually have a key that I have to turn on and then you have to light the gas um, with a match or a lighter. It is just like the one I had when I was little. So there's a little nostalgia factor there for me too. And it's been really fun, like teaching my daughter. And I remember turning it on when I was her age. So it's really fun to watch her do it too. And it's just been fun. Okay. Number four, friendly neighbors. Now, although we have only been in this home for a very short time, we have met six sets of neighbors. I am not sure we even knew six people in the entire townhouse complex where we moved from, and we were there for over two years. Okay, that might be a little bit of an exaggeration. We probably knew more than six people, but honestly, not by much. We have been delighted by our neighbor's kindness. We received homemade cupcakes from the house across the street. We made a wonderful connection with our next door neighbors who have a girl about our daughter's age. And our neighbor across the street is just a delight. It has been so nice. Number five, the thing I'm thankful for are two bathrooms. Okay, so the bathrooms in this home are actually a downgrade from our last place, but at least we have two. When we lived in Munich, we only had one toilet room and one bath shower room. They were separate. They were across the hall from each other. So we know what that struggle is like. Having two makes it much easier for us to get ready in the morning and there's no one stuck doing the potty dance in the hallway. (laughs) Live and learn. Number six is a driveway. Now, this one might be surprising, but a driveway allows us to invite friends over and not have to worry about parking. Our daughter was able to draw with sidewalk chalk on the driveway this weekend while we finally organized those final bins and boxes from our move, and it was so nice to not have to worry about it. And number seven is light. We have several more windows now, and I love being able to see outside of the house in any direction. Now, granted, sometimes the view is of a fence, but at least there is light that comes in. Now, the point here is that there are lots of things to be grateful for. I challenge you to take some time in the next week to think about what you are thankful for in your home. It will make it much easier than to tackle the more challenging things when you have time. Now, I'm looking at you, New Year's resolutions. I know many of you will be looking to declutter and organize after the holidays, and I will be right there with you. And now it is your turn. What did you think about this episode and being thankful for our homes? Do you have any additional ways that you are thankful? I want you to come on over to the Wannabe Minimalist Family Group on Facebook or tag me on Instagram and let me know. I'm little.green.bow on Instagram, or you can use the hashtag wannabeminimalistfamily. Tell me if this episode was helpful and how you celebrate Thanksgiving. I'm excited to hear from you and offer encouragement on your journey toward less stuff and the happy, vibrant life that you and your family deserve. And don't forget to pick up all of the show notes for today at littlegreenbow.com slash 78. There you will find links to the resources I mentioned on the episode. And you can also find out more about my simple holiday planner and workbook, which includes that 30 days of gratitude challenge. It's on my website at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 78. That just about wraps it up for today's episode. But before I go, I just want to take a minute to thank you for listening to this show. I appreciate that you choose to spend some of your time for me with me, and I hope that the information I provide is helpful. I really am very thankful for you because this show is all for you. So if you did enjoy today's episode and haven't done so already, please take a moment to leave a review. Not only is it nice to hear how the show is helping you, 
It's one of the best ways for me to know what you really want to hear about. You know, let me know. Send me your suggestions. It's one of the ways that I can hear back from you. Unless you follow me on socials or you have joined um, the Wannabe Minimalist Family Group on Facebook, I really don't know what you are interested in. So please leave me a review so that I can make the show more helpful for you. And that's it. I'll catch you here next week when we'll have another guest on our show. I am excited to bring my friend Laura Marzen on the show. She will be talking to us about being intentional about what we eat at the holidays. I know it can be really difficult with all the yummy, yummy things. I mean, I already talked about the homemade desserts my mom will be making this weekend. But um, yeah, she's from Fresh Food Bites, and it's going to be a really fun conversation. Make sure you don't miss it. I wish you a very happy, wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Cheers. I'll see you next week. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was... Steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talk to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it.